Hello guys, welcome to Foodie guys, Fish, episode, to Fish two. episode 2. Uh, we are your hosts, this is me Imran, I'm joined by Cami Barber, JJ Tianwan, and Kao Kao Suwana Jim. So, you know what, this week we're not going to waste any time, we got our introductions out of the way last week. We're going to go right into last week's fixtures in the Premier League, starting off with the evisceration of Liverpool. Uh, so, Gao and Cammy, you two specifically, being Liverpool fans, I want to see your thoughts on uh, the match. 4 1, that's a crazy scoreline, you know? Honestly, I just think we got our class, to be honest. Mm-hmm. I looked at the stats as well. We had one shot target, we scored it. Sadly, right. About 36% possession or something. Right. And yeah, that's not enough. Cammy beating teams like that. So, Matthew looking good, though. And Grealish, if you watch the game, Grealish. Grealish was really good. He was demolishing Trent the whole game, I can't lie. Right. It's nice to see. Because he is a quality player, you know. Right. Right. He, he enjoys the sport, you know. What about you, guys? How do you, what are your thoughts? Right. I was as well, yeah. Right. And you know, while watching the game, I realized how Fabinho has fallen, I'd say. Fabinho, yeah. I feel like he made so many errors in the midfield. His passes would always get intercepted by the press of Man City. It, was just, it seemed careless, you know. I think one thing as well, was Harvey Elliott He was, yeah. If I'm being real, I don't think he deserves to be in the Premier League. I think I think you can't. Right. I think he needs a loan spell. JJ, what do you think about the four-one defeat Manchester City you had on Liverpool? Outrageous. <laughs> I feel you. Let's move on now to the best team in the Premier League, Arsenal. Their four-one victory over Leeds. Um, did any of you guys get to watch the game? No, I didn't. Uh, I didn't. I didn't. I didn't. I didn't. Couldn't care less to be honest. No. Uh, congratulations. Thank you. So, like, we know what it's like to win. Gabriel Jesus is his first game starting since back from injury from the World Cup. Got himself a brace. It was beautiful to see. Uh, ben White, Benny Blanco was on the score sheet as well. Uh, in my eyes, he's top three right back in the league right now. Right now, I'd say, honestly, no bias, no nothing. Ben White deserves to start for England. I'd rather have Ben White. No, right back. Right back, yeah. All I'm saying is Ben White should be in that conversation with him. No. Yes. No. You guys you guys just don't watch enough of what he does. We're not talking about Mbappe. Yeah, but if we're trying to win a World Cup final, we'll face some good players. Yeah. Ben White can ben White. some players, but like when it comes to... To real players, you'll lock them up. Just wait till next year in the Champions League. You'll, you'll regret that. You got to be your first. You can't win the Champions League. We will. We will. Okay, I don't want to talk about this. <laughs> Let's move on. Let's look at the final, one of the final matches of the day um, that we'll talk about. Aston Villa defeating Chelsea 2-0. Uh, 
Uh, that was. Quatro's being sacked, yeah. I just also want to point out how good Emmy Martinez was in that game because the entire Aston Villa defense, you know how they have the football ratings, like post-match ratings, they were all below like a 5. They had like 4.8. Emmy Martinez finished with a 9.3 rating on the game as a goalkeeper. Yeah, so Chelsea, they've really been struggling. Jay, what do you think about this? I know you like Chelsea as a team. Yeah. Right. Now we're gonna look at the final match that we should look at. Newcastle defeating Man U two nil. That was a pretty dominant game from Newcastle. Uh, New- right. Right. And now, and now Newcastle are in the top six. Uh, top four. Sorry, top four. They're in fourth. Are they actually in third? Well, let me Newcastle. Let me check on that real quick. Yeah, you're right. They are in third now. They've catapulted. Right, the Will brother. Did you just call him the Will brother? <laughs> nice. Yeah, so Newcastle are now third, and Manu both have 50 points, a game in hand on Tottenham, who have dropped to fifth. It's quite sad to see the decline of Tottenham. You know. But it's not sad for me being an Arsenal fan. Conte left. Yeah, let's switch. Let's switch over to that. Antonio Conte was sacked. How do you guys? What are your thoughts on that? Very not surprising. Mm. At all. He did say pretty much he wanted to leave. And that right. Let me ask you the big question. Do you think Julian Nagelsmann was deservedly sacked? Really? I believe he wasn't. But what do you mean by better, though? Because they're... But they breezed through their Champions League matches. They've only conceded two goals in their whole Champions League run. And both were to some random team like Russia. Against the big teams, PSG, they can both legs clean sheet. The other people in their group, they're all clean sheets. I forget who was in their group. Right. Right, but they're only one point. But they're only one point behind. That's not the end of the world. They're still in the race. Really. Whoa, whoa, whoa. If you want to express your sexuality, please, another time, though. Not on the podcast. This is strictly football. Right. Right. 
But personally, I think they're also losing a world-class manager in Junior Nagelsmann. I think he did very well in showing that he he was the man for the job, even if they had inconsistencies. Right. Probably. If he was willing to go, I I could see them because I think right now he's the best manager on the market right now. Uh, yeah, there are. Right. So there'll be lots of big clubs after him, which will be very. Uh, I think it's gonna be a very interesting race to see. Um, just who can actually get these big managers, how they'll recover. Especially a team like Chelsea where they've spent so much money already. They will spend more. I mean, Todd Bowley, he has unlimited money, it seems like. And it's really smart how they're making the contracts instead of signing them for like four or five years. Like, I know Mudrick is signed to like 2030. That's like a seven year contract. Same with Enzo Fernandez. Um, but yeah. I also want to talk about how good Enzo Fernandez has been for Chelsea. I don't know if you guys have been seeing his gotchas. Enzo Fernandez. He's been... He's been... You've been saying that, Jay, really? Right. <laughs> right. Right, he's been doing really well. He's, I think he fits the system really well. But new manager, we're going to see how they change, how they incorporate it. But speaking of big transfers, Mikhailo Mudrik, uh, agent, agent 007 himself. It, it's hard to see because I've seen clips of him one-on-one with keepers in goal, like in front of goal, and he chooses possibly the worst option every single time. Exactly, and like I understand, you know, he was in Ukraine, the war. He wanted to just get out, make some money. Um, but have you guys seen Chabi Alonso recently? He's managing Bayer Leverkusen. Yeah, and he's been managing them for a while now. I believe they're top four in the Bundesliga, if I'm not mistaken. Like he's completely revolutionized the club. Um, but it's crazy because I feel like all these big midfielders in the past are, be- are becoming really good players. Uh, manager, sorry. Like, it just seems like their understanding of the game can translate into a manager role. You look like Pep Guardiola, now Xavi Alonso, Mikel Arteta, Xavi. Now he's been doing really well at Barca. Like, Zidane was a really good manager as well. Yeah, I have heard. I think it's gonna happen. I think he just he doesn't look happy there. Like. You you see him with Argentina is like the top of the world whenever he's with the Argentinian team. But as soon as you go back to Paris, it's like depressed. It seems like he seems so sad. You gotta feel for the guy. He's won. I feel like he's completed football at this point. He's won everything there is to win. Nah, we need to see Messi more. 
True, but there's one more fun. Yeah, he literally won every award. I think he could win. That was really deep. I'm shocked you can uh, come with something like wait, that. Can you open the thing I sent the post I sent you on the screen? I sent you a Premier League post. Okay. It's the nominees of the Hall of Fame for 2023. Oh. I don't know how long you've been watching football for. Okay, let's see. Uh, as expected, it's mostly Manchester United and Arsenal players up here. Yes. So we'll. Is, we'll there are two I'll be honest. So, I'll be honest. So there's. I don't know all of this. So there are four, eight, There are 15 players up for nomination for you guys listening. However, you can only pick three being elected into the Hall of Fame. So there's Tony Adams. He was the former Arsenal captain under Arsene Wenger. Sol Campbell, very good defender with Arsenal, part of the Invincibles. Michael Carrick, great midfielder for Man U. And Liverpool, I'm sorry. Peter Cech, uh, one of the best goalkeepers of all time, I'd say. Andrew and Ashley Cole. Ashley Cole, possibly the best left back in Premier League history. Jermaine Defoe. I feel like he was very underrated. He won't be nominated, my eyes. There's also Les Fernandez and his brother, Rio Fernandez. Legendary Man U defender. Robbie Fowler. Ex Liverpool player. I don't know much about him, unfortunately. Gary Neville. Um, the pundit I hate the most. He just seems to have a vendetta against Arsenal. I don't like him. Michael Owen, former Ballon d'Or winner, former Liverpool player. Then John Terry, the legendary Chelsea defender. Yaya Torre, and, and of course Nemanja Vidic. Pick your three people if you could elect them into the Hall of Fame for Premier League. Peter Cech. Right. What? Gary, Gary Neville. Neville. I don't know Are you dumb? Well, Michael Owen, I feel like it's hard to elect him because his career was so short due to injury. Like, once he was injured, you know, it's never the same. But, all right, JJ, you wanted to go. You can name your next three. <laughs> Peter Ketch. Oh. Michael Owen, okay. How good was he? Okay, you do know that. Good job. That's a decent shout, you know. He wasn't there long enough. He just had his. I feel like he had his good years, but it wasn't enough. Do you want to go next, Cammy, or should I? Okay, mine might be a little biased, I can't lie. I think Ashley Cole definitely deserves to be there. Like, the best left back in Premier League history. I feel like he has to be there. But then that's where it gets tough. I want to say Peter Petr Cech. I feel like he des- definitely deserves to be up there. Like That Chelsea defense where they only conceded 15 goals is absurd. And then finally, I'm going to say Sol Campbell. Part of the invincible run. Either Campbell or Tony Adams. One of the Arsenal. No, Tony Adams. Legendary Arsenal defender. 
captain. You know, I'm a person when you, none of you guys drink. Don't say Robbie Father. No, Vidic. Mm. Vidic was a beast. Mm. Best defender of all time in the Premier League next to Van Dijk. Mm. <laughs> no. Yes, Van Dijk at his prime. <laughs> okay, Van Dyke in his prime with the best of all time. Exactly. Village is a good shot though, but and, uh, I'm gonna go with Peter Check. Right. Indeed. He was just going goalkeeper. And then I will probably have to go with Yaya Toy. Really? I feel like one player that we've overlooked or two, definitely Rio Fernandez and John Terry, yeah. I mean, they both, they both have such illustrious careers with their clubs. You know, John Terry's living legend for Chelsea. It'll be interesting to see who they pick, though, because they have to narrow down the three. And knowing how the internet is, they're not going to be happy with that. But let's look at the first two inductees already in the Hall of Fame though this year: Sir Alex Ferguson and Arsene Wenger. I think they're both very well deserved. I mean, Sir Alex Ferguson, the best Premier League manager of all time. Possibly one of the greatest of all time, the managers. And then Arsene Wenger, I mean, he just revolutionized my favorite club, Arsenal. Um, fun fact, I used to think Arsenal was named after Arsene Wenger. Oh, I, I feel like every single person did at one point. I thought that was so cool. I was like, wow, he's managing his own club. And then I realized, oh, that's not it. Uh, but it looks like that's all we're going to have for today's episode of Footy Fish, episode two. Uh, we thank you guys for listening. We hope you enjoyed. And let us know which footballers you would nominate in your Hall of Fame. Until next time, smash that like button and subscribe.